Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, future of investing, getting your retirement. You tell me. I look at areas where we're spending money and I try to focus the show on that. I try to find themes of investing that you can pick up on. For instance, Amazon. In the month of October, we are currently in the month of September in case you've been hibernating or something like that. But in the month of October, Amazon's going to start a big beauty push on product. In a politically incorrect world, I would say there's always going to be ugly people, so you should always invest in beauty products. Because there's a lot of pigs in the world that need lipstick, and that is really, really insensitive. But I'm going there, and I know it's not even funny anymore. Amazon plans to hold a beauty products event in October. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because November is right after October. And beauty brands are something we spent billions on, $500 billion. And if Amazon could take a little bit of business away from Cody and Ulta and all the other Louis Vuitton, Malay Hennessy's, the Sephora's, what they can do is get shoppers using them in October, knowing that they can set them up for Black Friday and holiday shopping season with emails shortly thereafter. Amazon put together a slide deck that I got to see. The event's going to run sometime between October 4 and 25. We don't know the specifics yet. Amazon wants to draw customers back for Black Friday. But this is all about marketing levers that you may not pick up on that I get a study and it's fun for me. It's a unique opportunity for selected brands to reach both more shoppers and new customers. Amazon, the world's largest retailer, has long been trying to gain more and more and more market share in the global beauty market, which generates $500 billion in annual sales. Now, they just haven't really cracked it well. That's worthy of note. I saw a really cool thing yesterday, an electric boat. Um, think of the Tesla for boats. There's one company called Exshore. Now, this is, you're going to be like, I don't want to, who wants to invest in electric boats? I know a CFP who likes to go wakeboarding and he likes to talk about wakeboarding. One thing I don't like about Boats is the gasoline component. I don't like pulling on a lever. I don't like starters. I don't like anything like it. That whole, I don't like lawnmowers to be gas. Uh, and gas and diesel is where the power is, right? But Tesla's figured out to get power out of electric vehicles really, really well. So there's a company in the boating industry called Xshore. And they've got an electric boat that they're starting to show. $330,000 
It can reach speeds up to 35 knots. It can travel 100 nautical miles. It can charge in less than eight hours. Now, here's what's interesting to me. I, again, I'm not going to get an electric boat. I kind of like the idea in the world of a zombie apocalypse, me and my mate. We're running from zombies. We're on the beach. We're on the pier. The zombies are coming, and we're like, ah, oh, there's a boat. It probably doesn't have gas, and it's electric powered, and we make our escape. That's my whole future vision of electric boats. It's to escape from zombies. So the electric boat and ship market is worth about $5 billion right now. It's expected to double in the next five years. Anything that's double in the next five years has my attention. So the electric vehicle market is in the same kind of boat. <laughs> but that's what the show kind of tries to do. On top of it, we talk about what's working and why on Wall Street. We try to learn as much as we can. NASDAQ, S&P 500, Dow, Bitcoin, all higher yesterday. MGM Resorts was lower after they got caught up in the China-Macau issues where the government wants to suddenly regulate basically their corporate businesses that are worldwide. Ray Dalio, the founder of the world's largest hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates, said regulators will kill Bitcoin if it becomes too successful. That's an interesting statement. The United States announced a security alliance with the United Kingdom and Australia called AUKUS, A-U-K-U-S. That's going to help Australia build nuclear-powered submarines. France is pissed off about it. It's a partnership that's seen to try to counter China's influence. Wow, we're talking about nuclear-powered subs again. Seems like that's kind of gone out of style for a while. Oh, by the way, last night they did it. The four amateur astronauts blasted into space on the Inspiration4 mission. This is really much more exciting than the stuff we saw over the summer, where a billionaire went up in space. Oh, he peeked his head up there. Richard Branson went up in space, but not really space, just higher than planes go. But now we've got four people who are like, Will Robinson, lost in space. I mean, they could crash land on a, a different planet and, and start a whole culture. I don't know if they got enough men and women and the right parts and everything there, but that's kind of exciting. DoorDash sued New York City yesterday over a new law that would make delivery apps share customer data, including names, emails, phone numbers, and delivery addresses with the restaurants fulfilling their orders. Interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats. They're trying to say, you know, we don't want to share that information. Pre-pandemic, though, listen to this. DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber would charge restaurants 20 to 40% per order. But when COVID-19 shut down in-person dining, they started imposing commission caps in San Francisco and Chicago and other cities, trying to help keep restaurants afloat, trying to help keep the, uh, the quality there. The New York City law that apps are fighting limits, them to charging 15% of an order and 5% for other services like in-app advertising. So DoorDash, they're angry with leaders in New York City and San Francisco over that commission cap. And uh, there's some kind of some in-house fighting going. Would that change my opinion on investing in a DoorDash, a Grubhub, or an Uber Eats? I don't know any of them, and I'm just – I'm fascinated by the thought. Chicago has some issues with 
DoorDash and what they call the Chicago fee. That's an extra fee. Portland is facing similar issues. Uber Eats added a city of Portland ordinance fee and the Portland city mandate. So not really smooth saving, sailing when you have to deal with governments. I told you that MGM had a bad day yesterday because the fear and loathing in Macau. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Eh. Um, anyone that's got exposure into China loved it in the last 15 years. In the last three, not so much. It's becoming a little bit slipperier when you have a leader who's essentially appointed for life. Macau's casino is raking about $37 billion in annual revenue, five times more than Vegas. Let me say that again. Macau is Las Vegas as Las Vegas is to Atlantic City. Atlantic City is the biggest dump in America. Macau is five times bigger than Vegas as far as revenues go. That makes – when you go to Vegas, it's you're like, this is pretty opulent. This is pretty crazy. The restaurants, the buildings, the casinos, the entertainment venues. It, it's it's first-class living in a desert, which is crazy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I work with EP Wealth. There's a lot of great downloadables and videos that you can check out at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So, I was a big fan of Prince. I know you're saying that's controversial, Rob. I think he was always on the brink of something big. I think he was pretty wild. And I think his career kind of got to be a little bit on the petty side. Um, I've seen Prince in concert three times. One of the albums that I really liked was Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times, not everyone's favorite. Um, but I do think he was kind of a genius, and I do think he kind of had this kind of really insane thing going on with, with Michael Jackson. Um, here's my real quick Prince concert story. So I saw him at uh, Kennedy, the Ken, not, the, not the Kennedy Center, so building right next to the Kennedy Center. Uh, Ford's Theater, I think. It was the one where I think Kennedy got shot. And it was fantastic. Now, what was interesting was I took my sister and my girlfriend. We're all Caucasian. Washington, D.C. has got a higher black community percentage than most other parts of the United States. It sets up for the story. So we go see Prince. I get three tickets. We're great seats. It was actually DAR Constitutional. And there's eight seats next to me, totally empty. I don't get it. And the show starts and everyone's partying and have a good time. They're dancing. They're singing along. He's got the new revolution playing with him. Halfway through the show, guess who comes in? Sits right next to me. Jesse Jackson and his entourage. For the record, I couldn't see any other Caucasians in Constitutional. There was none, like zero that I could find. And I only bring that up because 
it leads to part of the story coming up. So Jesse Jackson sits next to me and uh, he sits literally right next to me and he's on TV and you know, politician and he's on CNN all the time and talking about, you know, uh, political issues. And he ran for president at one point in time. I grew up loving Reggie Jackson and the New York Yankees. And in 1977, the World Series where Jackson or 78 when he hits the five home runs and everyone's chanting, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. And that, that was just my, my golden part of my youth. I was at the right age and my team, because I grew up overseas, when I got back from the overseas, like, they, they, I, people think I picked the Yankees because they were winners. I picked the Yankees because they beat the Indians in the war after the Civil War, the war right before the Civil War. My history wasn't very good when I was six years old. So Jesse Jackson sits next to me and he's dancing. He's kind of, I'm probably got more jive and groove than he does. But at one point in time, I'm like, what do you say to Jesse Jackson? So I said, I loved it. I get his attention. I said, I loved it when you played for the Yankees. And I go, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. And he looked at me with hatred. Okay, so back to Prince and Sign of the Times. That's a long way to go for that, right? Um, here's the Sign of the Times. Yellowstone National Park is turning into a zoo of humans. More people visited the park last month than in any August on record, park officials have said. 921,844 people. That's a 4.5% bump from last August and a 12% increase from 2019. So we are vacationing in America. Our national parks have been a big savior for many of us. Another sign of the times, which means basically I'm implying we're not really going overseas right now. Retail sales rose unexpectedly in August. And here's the sign of the times here. Um, we spent less on travel and leisure, but we took that money that we would have spent on travel and leisure and we put it into other categories. Online retailers, general merchandise stores, furniture outlets, grocery stores, all did very, very well. Restaurants saw a tick up of about 1.2%, which is really a good number. So as an investor, I'd say, okay, that may mean Cheesecake Factory does well, but Southwest does poorly. It may mean, like, who's a big international flyer? Southwest isn't really a big international flyer, so maybe Southwest could still pull it off. Maybe like an American Airlines or a Delta, who's constantly got European routes, right? So retail sales rose unexpectedly in August. Again, we offset weakness with auto dealers. Car prices became too expensive, so we said, nope. And we put that money elsewhere. Now, what helped retail? Back to school helped retail. There's no doubt about it. Because the previous year, we didn't go back to school. We went to Zoom meetings. And we spent more money on computers, less money on clothes. So my kid started school recently, and he needed a whole new wardrobe. Got a little puffy during COVID. He's lost that weight now, and he, he wants some new threads. But he also needed a new bicycle because his last bicycle was kind of more of a, a toddler's, not toddler's, but junior bicycle. Now he's in a men's extra small bike. A um, little bit step up in price if you tell, if you ask me. But also finding a bike was a challenge because of supply chains. So back to school helped retail sign of the times, right? Um, healthy demand for goods tells you they are, if our economy does well, I can go on cruise. I can set cruise control at 55. Do I still need to pay attention to other drivers? Yes. 
but healthy retail sales and healthy job market makes my job a hell of a lot easier. I'm telling you very, very seriously, when we have unemployment where it is now and we have retail sales that are good, easy job, easiest job in the world to be an investor. Uh, consult a broker advisor to get action. If you happen to be like prone to exaggeration, then it's probably not a great thing for you. But we do also know the Delta variant is curbing demand for travel and leisure. But we are also seeing Americans are shifting their spending. A surge in COVID-19 infections, rising prices, and persistently supply chain challenges have prompted a lot of downgrades to economic growth in the third quarter of the U.S. How will the fourth quarter go? Fourth quarter is important because it has the Thanksgiving and holiday shopping season and the shutdown basically our economy as we celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah and other such holidays. Can I call them all high holidays and just be done with it? Amazon's going to hold a big holiday beauty haul in October in an effort to lure early holiday shoppers and boost the company's position in the booming category of makeup. This is them setting up a relationship with purchasers that can bleed into November and December. October's now a setup month. Think of it as in baseball. The closers are the eighth and ninth inning. Seventh inning is a big, big picture to have in baseball these days. Uh, very important, a setup man to get you to the final couple of outs. 60% of millennials are earning over, 60% of millennials earning over six, over $100,000 or six figures. Say that they're living paycheck to paycheck. You got to make savings for retirement automatic. You can't live paycheck to paycheck without building in auto savings, auto retirement goals. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I love my job. I really appreciate the listeners, and I try to do my best I can to show you opportunities. I'm doing a little bit more strategy in the 6 o'clock hour that makes it into the podcast um, I don't expect you to listen two, three hours a day, but if you do, I think you're going to learn something. Um, Elizabeth Holmes is a fascinating story right now, way better than Trump being accused of rape and can he sue or not sue? Do we see his taxes and Matt Getz? And I just find politics just discouraging. But Elizabeth Holmes, I find inspiring. Was she a fraud or was she a failure? Failures don't deserve to go to jail. Frauds do. Some of the testimony yesterday was from the whistleblower. And the whistleblower said the machines that we were peddling as incredibly accurate and life-saving technologies where one drop of blood could give results, whether you have pancreatic cancer or um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a lung cancer, brain cancer. I was going to, I keep, I was going down to the tushy and I was trying to think of the prostate and I'm like, isn't the prostate in a different area than they do the test? And I don't even want to think about that right now. Too early in the morning. But was she a failure or was she fraud? And the whistleblower said it was fraud. That The machines, you know, had a chance of working 50. It was like a coin flip. Uh, which is very interesting now because 10 years after that company imploded, Five years after they imploded, five to ten years is probably the right time frame to throw it down as far as big picture of when the technology was 
developed and put in place. There are companies that are getting more and more analysis and more and more tests done with one small prick of blood. Not to the level that she said it was at, but we're going to get there. Maybe. Maybe it'll be two small pricks of blood instead of one. But was she a fraud or was she a failure? And what's interesting about this is the fraud part comes in because San Francisco, the Bay Area, has got a bro culture thing. They've got a lot of problems with uh, male egos and funding and uh, cultures at companies tend to be a little bit too masculine. One of the companies that I used to study was SAP and Salesforce and, you know, all these big enterprise companies where they have these big sales forces of uh, salespeople. And one of the best was a Siebel Systems story that I once heard that they went to Vegas to do, a, I guess, a expo kind of thing with all their salespeople. And one of their head salespeople, one of the top, top guys got really drunk at a gambling table and pulled down his pants and urinated on the blackjack table. Dealer calls security. By the time security got there, the dude had already been fired. And that's like the definition of bro culture gone really, 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 really bad. Don't get drunk in front of employees. Just my opinion. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, other stories of note. Yesterday, casino stocks slid sharply as China launched a review of the gambling industry. That just feels like shoot first, ask questions later. Ray Dalio said that crypto regulators could effectively kill Bitcoin if it becomes too popular. That's an interesting statement. And I kind of agree with it in the sense of our government's not going to let you not pay taxes. Our government's not going to let you fund a career without reporting it to the IRS. Um, and what's positive for cryptocurrencies is also something our government won't stand for or world governments. Bank of America says there's a new electric vehicle startup that could become the next Tesla or Ferrari, calling it legit. As our man once said, too legit, too legit to quit. Oh, yes, we pray. We pray every day just to make it today. MC Hammer, right? Bank of America initiated Lucid Motors as legit. They put a buy, price, buy rating on it, price target of 30 bucks. They think uh, it could be the next Tesla or Ferrari. Lucid has fallen 25% since going public. Is that enough to lure you in? They've taken the pages out of established automakers. When you look at the premium price of Tesla and the early trading multiples to the average multiples now, you could say that Lucid is pretty interesting. Lucid supplies components for Formula E, which is the motorsport champion race ship for electric cars. That part of the business model is similar to Ferrari, which supplies parts for Formula One. So you could see why Bank of America said there's a little bit of Formula One in this and a little bit of Tesla in this. Um, Lucid's about a $20 stock. The analyst has a $30 price target on it, and that's enough for me to do some work on it this weekend. And um, doesn't mean I'll buy it. 
I, there's some other stocks I'm looking at. So like I said yesterday, some video game stocks that are underperforming the markets this year, even though we're now in year two of the upgrade cycle to the Sony PlayStation 5 and Microsoft Xbox 5, where developers, software developers, gamers, start figuring out how to make the games better. Early on, the technology is too much to wrestle with. And the very first few games don't really take advantage of the console. Year two, three, four, five is when it hits its sweet spot. So that's out there. Lucid, do you think they're going to be the next Tesla? I find that interesting to say the least. Um, because again, they have a very high-end relationship with European high-performance vehicles. Bank of America came out with a fresh list of what they call technology moonshots to help guide investors for the next Amazon or Apple. The next big thing for them would be, one of them will be six generation telecom networks. I could download the entire collection of the New York Public Library in 20 seconds to wireless electricity. That could dramatically change people's lives. Wireless electricity, where you build a parking garage and you park your car on top of a mat and you charge your car that way. Um, I can tell you that Tesla's or electric vehicles have a bit of a problem. We're looking for plugs to plug a big old thick electric wire into. And um, if you go to shopping malls, you'll see like two or four stalls that are dedicated to electric vehicle recharges. We need to get to 50%. If you believe the numbers that are being presented as far as growth going forward. Investing in early innovators. So wireless electricity charging, I'm going to be looking into. Moonshots are great. It could be green batteries or it could be mining carbon captures. Uh, wireless electricity, holograms, metaverse, synthetic biology. You've heard more and more about bionics and robots. And some of the prosthetics that we're seeing come from Industries where American soldiers get their legs blown off. We, we say, how can we fix that leg? How can we make him whole again? And the prosthetics are pretty amazing at this point in time. But we're also seeing some of those suits that were like in the movie Aliens where you can get in it and suddenly you can lift thousands of pounds instead of hundreds of pounds. And companies like Amazon love the warehouse worker not hurting his back and paying medical claims. They like the idea of, oh, go get in the suit so profits historically aren't there, but when you see the explosion in revenues, that's when you want to invest in speculation. Mm, I don't want to make that a rule, but I'll, I'll say that as a statement and just walk away from it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Microsoft did a big presentation and I kind of loved it on the future of passwords. From Outlook to Xbox, they pulled out one of their presidents. They think you're going to be able to log in by using some combo of fingerprint and facial recognition. Microsoft has an authenticator app. A verification code is sent to you via email or via your phone. Passwordless logins are, problem, are, are just not here yet. Google and Apple and Microsoft are all trying to do it. Uh, hackers have a much easier time breaking into your email when you're using, you know, slightly altered versions of um, password one, two, three. 
So a password that could last for many, 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 many years. Um, we still have to get to that security level that we're not at yet. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The stock market is trying to put together a winning streak. Japan reported weaker than expected exports for August. China's Evergrande, which is the second largest property firm by sales, is said to be at risk of defaulting on its debt. Anytime China sees debt issues, it is going to be, does it catch on and do other companies tumble? So it's the second largest property company by sales in China, and they're about to fail. Democrats are at odds over the size of a $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill and how to pay for it. GOP is digging its, in its heels and won't vote to raise the debt limit unless there's an agreement to cut spending. So last year at this time, we had a lot of free money coming in stimulus. This year, we're seeing a lot of less free money and higher taxes. Could set up for a disappointment. Total retail sales increased month over month. We're excited by that. That's a good number for Wall Street to work on. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at EP Wealth or Rob Black Show. If you want to contact me through EP Wealth, there's a contact me button. There's downloadables. There's videos. There's reports. There's much, much that you can go grab at robblackshow.com. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. Robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Machine Gun Kelly got into a fight with Conor McGregor at the Video Music Awards. And I instantly said, that looks fake. I don't believe Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez love each other. I think they're just getting us to play the game of keeping them in the news when they're over 50. And if they do really love each other, I just find them just a little bit too advertising it. SpaceX has launched their crew into space that get three days up there going around the Earth, crushing the speed of sound. Once we're on the planet every 90 minutes, it's pretty darn cool. Would I do it? No way on the planet. No way off the planet for Rob Black. Retail sales were pretty strong. And that's the story of the day. The first-time unemployment claims weren't enough for me to get into. Um, we don't have a jobs report coming up for a few weeks. The first-time unemployment claims were a story two, three weeks ago as we wait for that first Friday of every month, the number hit 332,000, increased by 11, uh, 20,000 to 332,000. It's just slight downer, but not a big one. I would say the retail sales is a big number today that we're showing some resilience going out and shopping. Southwest Airlines is doing something that I don't know how I feel about it. Again, this is a lot of what COVID shots, no shots, boosters, no boosters. It seems like we all have to line up on a side, like a civil war inside of America. Southwest Airlines is giving staff 16 hours extra pay if they show proof that they're fully vaccinated. Southwest said, 
flight attendants and pilots would receive pay for 13 trip segments. The airlines cutting special sick pay for unvaccinated people. And again, I don't work in the real world. But Joe Biden announced September 9th he wants businesses with more than 100 employees to mandate vaccines or weekly testing. So companies like United, Delta, Alaska, and Horizon, who all have over 100 employees, they're requiring vaccines for new hires. They're encouraging existing staff to get shots with perks like bonuses. And they're punishing people who don't get shots by saying, we're not going to give you sick days. I get it. But it's it's stressful to report on because you feel like, and in today's news, the North doesn't like slavery. And you're like, okay, that's that's a positive. And in the today's news, the South loves slavery. And you're like, oh, where do I go with this? It's a brutal out there. Other stories of note today. Um, Chick-fil-A has some of the longest wait times at its drive-thru, but it doesn't seem to deter customers. It's pretty fascinating. There's companies like McDonald's who really make their drive-thrus as fast as possible. And there's some, like Chick-fil-A and an In-N-Out Burger, where it can take you 30 to 40 minutes to get through a drive-thru. It feels like. In reality, it's technically only 9 to 11 minutes. But where does customer service fall in the demands of restaurants? For hotly sought-after In-N-Out Burger and Chick-fil-A, we're willing to we're willing to sacrifice service. But for McDonald's, who doesn't quite hit the palate as well as a Chick-fil-A, we're not. AMC is going to accept cryptos other than Bitcoin. I just see that as nothing to see here. Keep on walking. Nothing to see here. Uh, AMC's business model is still a stretch to make work over time. And I I think the roadhouses of the world have figured it out where serve beer, pizza, turn it into a restaurant that makes that sells a movie, but try to get people on alcohol and sodas. Stock market's wavering after today's weak economic data. Retail sales were fine, but the initial jobless claims rose by 20,000. Economists had expected 320,000, came in at 332,000. Taking a look at how it plays out on the stock market, it's it's we got a lower day. So we're wavering. We're looking at the regulation coming out of China and not liking it. We're looking at the COVID cases in Asia and not liking it. Um, oh, great story. Uh, one of my friends, his wife's father is a ultra, ultra massive Republican. Lives in Georgia. He got COVID. He's got a bad cough. And the family's trying to decide, do they visit him or not? Um, one in 500 Americans have died of COVID. When I say that, that is alarming. Because Americans are willing to play the lottery where you have one in 17 million chance of winning. But a vaccination where you have one in 500 chances of dying, eh, I don't want to take it. He sold his family. Uh, he's not going to go to doctors because he doesn't trust doctors. And I'm like, ah. Oh. We got to get over this. Beyond Meat stock is lower today. I was, it was lowered to underweight from neutral over at Piper Sandler. What's interesting about that is they called it on uh, valuation. They're not talking about a hot new product coming out with Pepsi. They're not talking about restaurants reopening. They just said it's overvalued. 
Anheuser-Busch got upgraded to a buy from hold. No reason cited. Um, Cisco stock. I talked about Cisco in the first hour, and I kind of gave a loving tribute to it. It was upgraded to outperform from neutral. If you didn't hear the first hour or you didn't catch that part of the podcast, one of the things I can tell you about Cisco is they used to have management that guided higher, and they would always come in lower but still better than the market. So they would say things like, we're going to grow at 25% when the market was growing at 10%, or GDP was at 5% or 4% or 3%. So relative to the numbers that you were comparing them to, it, those were great numbers. But, and here's the big but, they, ne they never lived up to what the hype. Still going to be in business, but more of a income and gr slight growth play versus a growth play and definitely not a hyper growth play. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. I've got a lot of great downloads on when you need to find a CFP and much, much more social security at robblackshow.com.